0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Showroom Chats, supported by the University of Chichester Theatre Department and the Showroom Theatre Chichester. Today I sat down with Figs and Wigs. Figs and Wigs are a theatre collective made up of Rachel Gammon, Susanna Hurst, Sarah Moore, Rachel Porter and Alice Roots. Now, normally, I turn to a company's website to find details on how they describe what it is that they do. However, if you do find yourself making your way over to the Figs in Wigs About Us page, you'll find paragraphs simply saying, blah, 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 and so on. And I think that tells you quite a lot about the company. Their work is quite hard to define. When I think about a figs and wigs show and its style, I always simply find myself going, well, it's just very figs and wigs, isn't it? <laughs> and I think once you've seen a figs and wigs show, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. I can say their work always seems to involve fantastical costume and makeup, along with dance routines and lots and lots and lots of jokes. However, that doesn't stop their work always finding a central politic that resonates throughout everything they do. We discuss a lot of their work during our chat, but we mainly focus on one of their latest projects, Little Women, which they have just published a playtext for, which you can find at salamanderstreet.com. But I'll also provide a link in the description of this episode. Um, But I think that's enough. I'll I'll allow um, our conversation to tell you all you need to know about their work. So I do hope you enjoy my chat with Figs and Wigs. Where did you all meet? I don't know if anyone wants to sort of raise their hand to say, but yeah, where did you all meet? Was it a university thing?
1: Uh, yes yeah we... <laughs> we were waiting for other to speak it's great. I know. so polite we yeah we all went to uni-, uni together so we went to Queen Mary um in East London and we studied drama um and we three of us um were in the same year and we were studying forced entertainment and so we made a final piece together along with a couple of other students and then we decided to take it was like um a piece kind of using forced entertainments, like kind of techniques and frameworks and stuff. Then we cha- we like decided to turn that piece into something to try and take to Edinburgh, which we did two years later. And it was at that point that the other two figs joined that that like cast, which were, at that point was a group of 10. And um, we made the, the first ever show, which was called Figs and Wigs. Um, and and we took that to Edinburgh and that was the birth of Figs and Wigs and then like over the year like over the time we were in uni then it sort of there was different people that were involved in it and then when we finished uni then it kind of settled on us um as five and we've been making work together ever since which was like 10 years ago now
0: what was that what year was it when you first went to Edinburgh 2010
2: 2010
0: and did you do it at the Pleasants in the little basement downstairs
2: oh No, no was that
0: show time no I
2: we were, up, yeah. we were at the, uh, the venue 45 space the space on the mile off the mile <laughs> is that what it's called <laughs> v45 it was like just down some steps off the mile right by the train station yeah really cute little venue it was like it was really cute isn't it really sweet but like very street maybe right what did you say Rach? Was it jeffrey street yeah. Yeah. Um it was but it was kind of the the uni Queen Mary had like a relationship with the venue so we got it was I think we did pay a venue hire but it was really reduced.
1: Yeah. And we we like the way that it worked is there was four different plays that went up from our university and they um there was like two on a night and then they swapped and it was two on the other night so we ended up we did like six shows over two weeks. And the finale of that show, which uh, as Edward was like a class of ten, was um, one person eating an entire cake in five minutes while the other nine like danced around them. And at the end of the show, then the person who was eating the cake like had to like really really speed up to finish it all, and then had their head like kind of like basically in 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 the cake. And it was always this like
3: really creamy, like sort of
1: bungee um, like
2: cake or something.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we had to swap rolls every night because we realized no one could do that every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: The sugar rush, and then alone. we'd like
1: <laughs> we'd like go out like in the evening and we'd be like in clubs and stuff and be like, Oh, something smells like sick, someone's thrown up around here, and then we'd all try and like move somewhere else to get away from the sick smell. And then eventually we'd be like, Oh my god, it's yeah. us, it's just the milk that's like got moldy in our hair, like the cream from this horrible day. <laughs>
4: yeah whoever was the cake person was just an absolute stink bomb <laughs> but the, the great thing about venue 45 is that it was a you know some of the space venues are in like sort of hotel conference rooms or sort of quite makeshift um pop-ups but venue 45 was like it was underneath the church and it was a bit of a sort of like community space it had these lovely pillars that kind of framed the stage and felt it kind of felt like it was supposed to be a performance space. Um, oh nice. It was really nice so it kind of it felt um, yeah
5: it felt good to be there. Oh except remember the backstage we had to get there, we had to be behind backstage when the other show was performing and we had to wait there in silence which was like hard of a cast of ten to just sort of wait, <laughs> be really quiet, we'd all fall asleep.
0: Yeah. I feel like I everyone,
5: kind
0: of like... no carry on.
1: Oh, just, yeah, I was going to say like kind of Edinburgh, we definitely, especially in the early stages of us making work, Edinburgh was really important to us, wasn't it? Like mm. we'd go there every year, especially when we were still making work at uni, we, we'd we get we definitely go every year. And then after that, even then, we took a show every year and we sort of really, yeah, it was great. Like after like five years there, people knew that we'd be there and stuff and they'd be like, oh, I saw your original piece, but I saw your piece last year and stuff like that. Um, so yeah it's it's yeah I mean in the recent years we haven't gone quite as much because it is also like really really like taxing on like money wise but like
4: but it is true that we kind of went. first of all we met sort of whilst at uni we met sort of people that were actually kind of doing it professionally in the business whatever that means <laughs> so we first of all kind of met contacts while we were studying there uh, people such as Scott Ian. Um, but then also we we kind of booked our first national tours off the back of going there as well most likely we kind of met a lot of programs and things like that so it did feel like what Sue's saying it it felt Mm. quite important in the beginning
0: Um, and I think it it is uh, as well it's really like frustrating isn't it that it's kind of like you have to spend so much money as an artist in order to then get a tour that can pay you but I feel like when you talk about I always think it's quite strong about the idea of community, like the idea of, you know, to build up people who enjoy, enjoy your work or also with fellow artists. You have to become a part of the community and go see work and meet people and talk to people, et cetera. And um, actually Edinburgh is so fucking good for that. It's just, it's really annoying that you have to spend a of that money to get there and do it. But you, you do find that once you've done Edinburgh for three years in a row or something like that, you've you found your community. You've found a kind of a bit of an audience, which makes life, easier after edinburgh if that makes sense but
4: yeah and you meet people on a global scale as well which is really unique you know like we we as a company have have like australian friends and there was a a woman from texas who who we met regularly um year after year at edinburgh and people like that 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 sort of international level wouldn't it might be. It might take longer to kind of make that. Not that we've gone to Australia or Texas, but <laughs> if we ever do, we have friends there. So that's, that's <laughs> really nice spot that it feels way bigger than Edinburgh that festival. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's also just great to like have well uh, two weeks or a month or however long you go of just like it's so rare that everyone's in the same place together. Yeah. Like and and you can just see so much so much work it's like it is a a real treat to like see what's coming up over the next two years and then just socially it's just and great as
5: well and you sort of find your like like we have ours like everyone has their venues that they know are gonna have some good stuff on and like I really enjoy going back to the same venues and just seeing what's going to be on at that venue this year sort of thing um it's really nice over the years it definitely is it's nice to look back and think about it really I think nowadays
0: place? you can do summer hall can't you and just have you could stay at summer hall the entire festival and just yeah. be treated like i'd say like three out of every five shows is going to be something you're really going to get something from
5: yeah I get one of those great cheese toasties in the garden <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's funny though because i feel like our first three sh- we did three shows at edinburgh with just our with uh, with our uni at venue 45 and then we after that, were part of East Edinburgh, um, and that's when it was like just us five. Whereas the three prior years, when we'd first gone, kind of with our uni, but it's quite off your own back. When we were like cast of ten, we were still figs in wigs, but it was a different. It was a different time, and we weren't kind of. I don't think we'd emerged because we were still students, and so it's funny. A lot of people, I think, thought thought our first years were. We did a show called we object that was five of us and then we did show off which actually got like nominated for the total theater awards and that show people were like oh wow this is must be like i think they thought We object was our first one and then show off was our second but we've actually kind of got these three secret shows that not many people have seen before yeah. then and occasionally we'll meet someone that's like oh i saw your first show in edinburgh and we were like oh we object they're like no I saw figs in wigs or, like yeah. or give the fig a roll and we were like, Oh great. What did you think? They're like, Yeah, it was completely mad, but
5: Yeah, it's also a bit like our families have seen the first first ones. So when they see little women, they're like, Whoa, guys, you've really come a long way. Well. <laughs> thought you were just club you've,
0: <laughs> you've got a <to> revolve now. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh, oh brilliant um yeah I think the first time I saw your work I think I was on the judging panel for Total Theatre and they sent me to see I think Show Off would have been the first one I saw which made a real yeah. impression because I just so much fun that's kind of I think like a figs and wigs show it's just yeah the energy is so much fun but l- let's crack into um some questions about um we're interested in the idea of what kind of sparks a piece of work, especially for because you're a collective of such, there's five of you. So there's so many different voices um, within this collective. How does an initial idea for a performance come to life? Is it one of you and then you start talking about it together and it starts to come to life? Does one person lead and the others follow? What's your kind of process for like bringing an idea to life? Mm.
4: In a quick answer, it pretty much always starts with a joke. Mm. And kind of, and so whoever you know, whoever kind of proposes the joke, but it quite quickly gets taken up by everyone, and it generally will be something that we, from like a very like instinctive position, find hilarious. Yeah, we kind of don't know when it's going to strike. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. um, it's almost like we
5: all have to find the joke hilarious for it to go ahead. Kind of like there's sort of like why don't why why I don't know. Someone will be like, the next show should be this, and if everyone finds it hilarious, then it'll happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's
3: usually like during the current show, there's something about the current show that's annoying us. And we're like, for the next show, someone yeah. makes a joke, we'll do this. Cause then that will sell or this will be easy or we won't <laughs> have to do that. And then we're like, ha ha ha. And then that ends up actually, we latch onto it once we start making the new thing. Mm, that's yeah. so true. Like, you, And you mean like for little women, like we are like
1: struggling to get audiences for off on stage and we we're like, next time we're going to do an adaptation of a and we'll sell out we'll get books international tour little women
2: <laughs> we actually joke that we do it as a side project in edinburgh that we do like a really straight classical play and we take that up as well as like the show that we actually wanted to do we'd use the money the huge amount of money that we'd make from our head of garbler or whatever we do to uh, <laughs> the
4: other
2: one um, but then actually we just sort of combined those ideas into one show, which was Little Women.
4: And yeah. also hilariously with, well not hilariously, but with Little Women, I think we kind of came to that idea as a joke off the back of the fact that the the idea that we wanted to make, nobody wanted to fund. So rejection <laughs> after rejection after rejection for our like, high concept piece of like new performance art. Um, and then we were like, well, there's a joke. Maybe we should think about an adaptation. And people lapped it up. Yeah,
1: they were like, we'll commission it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you, don't worry. You don't even
2: have to, just Little Women, It's
1: and mix. Done. Yeah.
2: Here you go. No, cash, 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 cash. We never got a cash commission. And then we said, oh, yeah, we're going to do Little Women. And people were like, oh, great. We will give you a couple of grand for that. Yeah, we're rolling in it. But um, <laughs>
3: we and then we just put all of our weird stuff in it and then we're like ha ha yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it's like fooled you
3: <laughs> we're gonna make a cocktail
0: on stage motherfuckers <laughs>
3: yeah. and it takes a while for us to there's always two shows actually probably it takes a while for us to realise that they are one show because in our head we always think of like the, the, the show that we're pretending to do and then there's the show that we're actually doing and then then we're like, but hang on a minute, which bit, which show is this now? Is this the show we're actually doing, or is this the pretend show? And then eventually we're like, guys, it's all the show, isn't it?
5: Really, yeah. <laughs> it's all like two weeks before, like the first ever show, and we'll be like, oh, it's the same thing. We've got to get. <laughs> and I, I would say, like the decision to make a show, yeah, is usually responsive to something that has happened to us, or something that we've seen, and we we want to respond in a certain way. Um, it's definitely kind of taking the piss, I
2: guess, is the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely so sad. Oh, and I was just going to say, if we don't, I think if it's always, as Alice said, it's from something that we all find funny first.
4: Mm-hmm. I think it's quite unconscious as well. It just, like, happens, and then because we all, that's what we bond over, sort of.
0: Mm. So it's an organic thing as opposed to being, like, right, this is what we're going to, it just happens through the process of being a collective, making, creating together, and then it just organically, the next thing yeah. presents itself.
5: Yeah, it's like so organic to the point that when we're actually applying for the Arts Council for that new thing that we've just organically been chatting about and joking about, suddenly we're like, shit, let's write some ideas. So we hadn't, I don't know, we haven't formalised any of it. That's usually how it happens.
0: Oh, nice. yeah. And I hate to assume, but i I do assume that Little Women is the largest scale sort of project that you've done did you know it was going to be of that scale when you approached it or did you just, as the, as the Benjamin started coming in, did you just start going oh, fuck it, we could do that. And we can do that. Or was it, yeah. Did you approach it going, let's make this big?
3: Yeah. We wanted though. to make it big. I think we wanted to make often on stage bigger than it was, but we didn't have the cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we definitely, I think, wanted it to be maybe even bigger than it actually was. We wanted the cocktail glass to be, um, like two and a half meters in diameter, but that was our, that's our dream. So it's still shrunk down. What um...
0: <laughs> touring a two and a half meter yeah. cocktail glass is just such a pain yeah. in the arse. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. it should be said as well that the like it it definitely was the biggest the, the sort of. The the biggest finance thing that we've made, but it was also massively on a shoestring budget. And we tried, we tried to get, like we tried to go for a big arts council grant. We didn't get it. We kind of, we ended up having to do a really budget version and it took us, I think two years to kind of make it. So we, along the way we got bits of money from various places, but it, it, I think we did quite a good job of making it look, look really expensive when actually a lot of that was, was like, begged, borrowed or stealed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's
2: true actually because we even a review one of our I think it was the Guardian review was like amazing what you know young company can do when they're not restricted by budget and we were like wow we were really really restricted by budget because I think when you think of a small arts council you know for particularly for the students to be like wow 15 grand that's amazing but then and obviously, we did get a few of those in, over the two year period, but most of them were for touring uh, old work. And then we'd add in like a couple of weeks' residencies. But when you're a company and when we were working, I think our team was, did we have 10 people in total? Uh, of- yeah. yeah. It, it's, you know, it goes so quickly when you're um, paying your creative team. And uh, like Rachel Gammon made all the costume out of mm. like for free and um, out of just fabric that we had like stolen basically from uh, in our studio that we found like when a fabric company was closing down and we just got all this free fabric um and yeah there's like so many things that we like the the glasses we did buy them on ebay for like that cocktail glass i like drove to brighton one day to like get a cocktail glass from this the trolleys were from ducky wasn't the trolley's from ducky like everything is borrowed beg borrowed that <laughs> is
0: yeah it's it's that moment isn't it when you try and tell students that if you're going to pay yourself and the people you're working with properly then a 15 grand arts council budget will literally just for pay for people being in the space mm-hmm. forget about anything that you need to buy like rejectors or anything you might need for the show just having people in that space is the most expensive thing but the most important thing but yeah yeah
5: mm-hmm. and as a group of five it yeah it goes very very quickly which is kind of why we just take we've just sort of owned our diy aesthetic because <laughs> <we're practicing. laughs> so yeah, yeah.
2: we have a kind of false sense that we always i think we we have got a phrase that um it feels better than it looks about our work um and some of our dances um where we're like this feels great to do and then we see a video and we're like wow that looks pretty shit um it was and, in a review wasn't it we got right back in the early days
3: saying, like, it looks like they're having fun it looks like they're enjoying themselves <laughs> <laughs> <One star. laughs>
2: oh, so but I think we have this, like slight scare like um what's that feelings of grandeur like I feel like we thought show off was quite big and then it really you know we were doing it on the smallest stage like we did it in Margate Tom Thumb Theatre which I think is the smallest stage in Europe and we're like, oh no, this is, this is small. And Little <laughs> Women, yeah, as well. It does, it's great that it looks big because I think we've always thought that we want our shows to be big and it's just that we've, we've been just, we're, we're DIY because there's not a lot of other options when you're starting out. Mm.
1: And yeah, and I think as well, we were given, we, we, we were given that space in pleasants, like to play with basically, which was really quite, quite amazing that we were given a stage that size with a Revolve um, to just experiment on. And so, and I think that when you're given that kind, that level of freedom in a space that big, you can play with, with doing quite epic looking stuff. Um, and I don't think we've been given that sort of opportunity before necessarily.
0: Is there a kind of formula that the five of you work from when you get into a rehearsal space? Is there like, I think our students are always quite interested in uh, once, you know, you've kind of got a bit of an idea cooking. uh, When you get into that studio, what is a process that you go through in order to generate material? Now, obviously we know there's many different, you could just improvise around an idea until something sticks. But I was just wondering if you have a kind of figs and wigs way in which you do things or if it changes per project.
5: We, We play a lot of games at the beginning. We do, um, We do a lot of games and we also have lots of paper where we just sort of throw all of our ideas onto papers and we put, we really like them being up in the room so we can look at all of our ideas whilst we're sort of moving. We do a lot of warming up and dancing. Yeah, we definitely would, we start with maybe choreographing a dance that we don't really know where it'll go in the show, but we want to do it. Just getting up and moving is always quite a nice thing to do. And we also just really enjoy our lunches. Mm. That's something we do in residencies a lot. And it, I feel like a lot of our ideas come out of like lunches and chatting over what's happening. Yeah, just Yeah.
4: But dance is quite interesting because that's something that like, from Figs in Wigs, the first show, dancers were involved. And like, particularly then, like, definitely it was... Uh, it was absolutely us doing something that we weren't very confident in. You know, we were making dances as like non-dancers or whatever on, on, you know, across 10 people as well. And then that's something that has just kind of stuck with every show. And I feel like it's something that when we feel a bit lost in the ideas at any point in the process, whether it's day one or it's like, you know, week five, we like return to, to making a dance because there's something about it that's really like, you you know you pick a piece of music which could also change you each make up three counts of eight and then you just work together to put it together and it's a really like kind of that's how we make dance anyway quite a like freeing yeah just like get up don't think too much mm. experience
1: and often mm. we do do some kind of like task tasky games as well like i remember when we did that residency in metal and we did like those presentations on stuff that we didn't understand. So we'll we'll each be given like, you know, Alice, you have to do a presentation on infinity and what that means on the infinity loop or whatever. Um, And so then we'll we'll kind of do, and maybe we won't use any of those things, but they're like quite good solid tasks that you can kind of all, to give you more content, like just to sort of generate stuff. Um, And then I guess there is also always a stage where we sit down and script at some point as well. I'm thinking about like Yoda, the Yoda section stuff. Mm. There is a certain bit where we have to all sit there and work it out. The the like sort
3: of text of it. Little one was a bit different because it was an adaptation, so we also started with a lot of watching all the films, um, trying to read the book, um, and. Uh, sort of researching that as a sort of set text and then also we did a lot of research on uh, climate change and astrology because they were the other two prongs that we wanted to get involved in so there was lots of like reading all of that stuff that that didn't necessarily show up in the show but it's like inside us when we start Mm. choreographing or whatever so then like moves might be inspired by like for example the wind turbine dance is what we call the dance in the Third act, and that's because it is kind of inspired by the wind turbines that we were like researching and stuff. But mm. like moves get a bit of inspiration. Like there's a bit of like hair cutting move in one of the dances.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we also did the um, with we, we had an astrologer for like the beginning of the make making. So we had um it was almost like group therapy because we all knew our like star signs like our like just the normal sun signs and we kind of knew that much about each other we knew obviously we knew a lot about each other but when we had this astrologer tell us each, like go in detail about each of our charts it was like group th- it was like getting to know each other all over again because there's bits where she would say okay Sarah's got Aquarius um rising and moon so you guys need to give her loads of space or um Gammon's got a lot of Virgo so a lot of organization is something that she enjoys to do and it's like we knew they were we knew that was a part of us as a group but this was just like formalizing that as an actual thing and it really helped it was so great that in other shows as well we do like a little sort of counseling session that Rachel Porter sometimes leads do you remember that?
4: Yeah I did do
2: a counseling session we haven't done that for ages Good. you should need it now
5: yes sir So learning yeah, to be I'm, I'm retraining i'm training to be a counsellor now so <laughs> oh,
0: nice is this um <laughs> pandemic induced or something you've just wanted to
5: it is something i've always wanted to do but um i guess i've just had the time to just try it it's only one day a week so
0: <laughs> um do you use an outside eye at all in your when rehearsing or is because there's five of you but you're obviously you're on ensemble, so most of the time you're all on stage at the same time and obviously people can step out but do you film or slash use an outside eye and if so who do you do you have someone you trust who you always go to or does it change per project
2: so we I would say for the most yeah we do off we do always use an outside eye they normally come in later in the process um first when we we're first making, we often do each take a turn to step out, particularly in the dances. We'll all take a turn to step out and watch and things. Um, and then once we've sort of got a basic structure and something that we could potentially run, that's sort of when we would ask someone to come in. And for Little Women, we had Ursula Martinez, who is amazing, but we'd not worked with her before. Um, and we also had our friend Hannah Maxwell, um, who... Did a, a solo show called I Am Dram I don't know whether the, some of the students might have seen it really great um and she's got a background in Am her, her whole family do Am um and she specifically came to watch the little women se- section of the show so we had like Ursula as an overall um sort of guest director kind of thing and Hannah Maxwell specifically to uh look at our kind of um questionable acting techniques uh, and sort of hamming them up a bit um but we've worked with other people in the past as well haven't we
4: yeah I mean on different projects we've had slightly different um yeah like a sort of outside eye but also sort of used people as kind of almost like mentors for something quite specific so mm. in show off we like went to a, a circus school and sort of like had a a workshop in in hula hooping and we also worked with with Tom Parkinson who's a um, sound designer to kind of like think about our music we had like a a workshop with a visual artist to like think about our work and visual art and kind of like used experts sort of to to kind of do like a quick fire training Mm -hmm. and then we took that into the show so like that wasn't quite an outside eye but it was definitely like
5: but we also had um for show off, we had, I just remember, we had Lucy Hopkins as an outside eye and she told us one of the greatest things and we always use it now, which is you've just got to swan dive into concrete when you're first doing a show. <laughs> so even if it's terrible, you've just got to be so confident with your flight off the uh, skyscraper, knowing that you're going to smash into concrete because you've just got to try it and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I was just like, oh, that's such a great. And moment. then also, I just, in Little Women, we... um
1: um alicia well alicia who, alicia turner who's a musician she did some of the sound um for the show but she also like helped me do some of the sound as well so there's like certain elements where i'd made the sound without really properly knowing what i was doing so then she came in and sort of helped and like mentored and checked everything was okay in the file and that kind of stuff and um so we also kind of work with people that can work with us to to carry on that DIY stuff of of you know making up things that we don't understand what we're doing
2: <laughs> yeah definitely I think it's actually something that we've got better at in Little Women bringing other people in I think before we we didn't do it as much we were quite um, precious really weren't we yeah and I think that there is something about that well, it, th- there is something about us just being the five that is really important, I think, for getting the ideas out. And we don't want to be too influenced by others in that initial creation process. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're running something, that's when it's really useful. Um, but you also, it's, there's nothing worse than getting an outside eye to come in and then not having anything proper to show them. Yeah. Humiliating. Did, um, did we ever have one for often on stage? I'm just trying to think.
5: Lucy, what, what did Lucy? Do? Oh no, that was show off. Show off. I think we were just so happy with Backstreet, our Backstreet Boys yeah. uh, tribute that we didn't bother.
4: It's interesting with the show. So, since *Little Women*, we did another show, which was um, an adaptation of *Wind in the Willows*, and it was the Christmas pantomime at Cambridge Junction. And that experience, making that show, was like really, really quick. And um, there were lots of people involved in it. Non-specific. Oh no, we did. We worked with either as a sort of oxide not we had no skill. But that experience was really like. I felt like we didn't have time to be precious in a yeah. way that was quite nice. But yeah, if if it was sort of four years previous, we wouldn't have been able to do that. Because I think we had to, yeah. we had to like really get to know ourselves and how we make work together before we could do something that involved loads of other people. Yeah. Um, do like, you remember yeah.
5: our, um, we had Ruth as well from Cambridge Junction and she would write down all the notes that we were just shouting out to each other, all the ideas, all the props that we <laughs> And then she'd, we'd read them the next day or she'd email us with a list of shopping list of, of things and we were like, no, we were joking, that was a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, having a stage manager
5: for the first time, no, or like, if yeah. I, what
1: do you call it, rehearsal? I don't even know what you call it. Someone rehearsal
3: notes. notes, yeah. Rehearsal notes.
1: We'd never, yeah, we'd never done that before and, and we, we didn't realise that you have to be really careful when people are taking you seriously
5: yeah, yeah. It, you still want to have a board so you like no 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 no, no. Yeah, roller skate skateboards but it was it was it was great because usually it's us five in a room and no one's really responsible we obviously check the time and we sort of give each other warnings and stuff but no one's really like in charge of that but having someone else in the room it definitely makes you work a little bit harder because there is eyes watching everything you do
1: yeah
2: and we also are like Um, in real life we are also best friends so you know it it is hard in rehearsals because it's so easy to just go off on a tangent and just start talking about something else or like talking about what we're gonna have for lunch and then you know it (laughs) is having someone else there to be like guys you've been talking about different forms of salad for like 45 minutes and Uh,
0: do you have um I talk a lot about this and the idea of happy accidents and then sometimes them being a massive part of the piece and and going, oh my God, like this thing that totally makes this piece of work is something that just happened by accident. Can you think of any of those in any of your, any of the work that you've created that stand out just as kind of, and maybe how that happy accident happened?
2: Um, Our whole life is a happy accident. (laughs) 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 Well, certainly Backsheet Boys
3: um, in Off and On Stage was a happy accident well yeah we kind of just couldn't let them go so they had to be in the show um <laughs> it was just sort of like a double life that we were leading um yeah so that's that's quite an obvious one I guess that then ended up being the finale of that show mm-hmm. completely nonsensically it doesn't make any like why but it just had to happen because we could not do it <laughs>
4: And we spent so much of the time that we'd paid ourselves to make off and on stage obsessing over the Backstreet Boys like making dance routines but also just like researching them that we yeah it was like we actually couldn't not include it because a lot of time spent on off and on stage had been spent on them so yes yeah, and
5: there was definitely something I don't know it was the sort of the music the Backstreet Boys music and I guess that was something we grew up with and then the like the sort of us talking about this the pressures from our families and society to be somewhere <laughs> or to be earning a certain amount and to be sustainable it was sort of like growing up but not growing up there was like a mixture of that in there as well which was quite nice but that was definitely a happy accident another one I would say is um, in the middle of making Little Women Sue made a confession to us that she doesn't really like the sh- doesn't really like Little Women. And we don't really know, we were were all a bit like, what? We'd we'd all been practicing this like one scene over and over again. And Sue was uh, Meg and Gam, Rachel was uh, mommy. And we were like, what are we gonna do? So, but from that sort of accident or sort of confession, we then created the breakdown of Little Women, which is actually someone steps out Someone, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Um, someone steps out, Sue steps out in a certain way and and says, "Let." But oh, they've, so like... yeah, oh, they've, they've, they've seen it, so I think they. Yeah, they've seen it.
0: Yeah, don't worry about.
5: Great. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas tree. So Sue is then the Christmas tree, and I. Yeah, we sort of. Sue wasn't in the rehearsal that day, and we were just like, "What could we do so that we can still do this show, but Sue doesn't have to do that bit with us?" And yeah, being the Christmas tree was the only
2: basically punishing her. <laughs> And, I it think, orange for it, yeah. and also that whole scene afterwards, the driving home for Christmas, like where did driving home for Christmas come from? Did we just decide? That we I think have- that was when I
1: wasn't in there as well. Maybe Red,
2: You weren't at any of these rehearsals, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when we came up with the,
3: we did this exercise where we were like, okay, well, what happens in the breakdown? Everyone write for like three minutes, what you think happens next on this scene. And then we all read them out and we're like, wow, God, you're thinking something completely different, but it's really interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. And Susanna came up with the idea that all the sisters have suddenly become their like an embodiment of their own burdens. And we were like, yes, this is excellent. <laughs> because- oh my goodness, this is so good. And we just like completely latched onto it and got really excited and it gave us loads of, um energy to carry on making the yeah. show then yeah. that's yeah, where it's go. yeah. you're the tree and that's all like that makes
2: sense Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, climate change it's all linking together <laughs> it <laughs> it i can't
0: insane. wait to be a giant glove <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. and i guess it's also whether it's an, it's a kind of an, it's also another joke like it is just us being like oh wouldn't it be funny if she was a tree and than us running with it I guess.
4: And we read... It's
1: in the book as well isn't it with it because it also I'm sure that there was like a thing of looking through the book and being like what can she be in this first scene and then it was like the Christmas tree is in because yeah. it, it says that they're like around the Christmas tree or whatever. Um, and the other one I was thinking about as well for Happy Existence was um, Beat the Rug. Yeah. Oh yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Which I actually wasn't there for the making of Beat, of Beat the Rug but maybe someone should explain. Oh were
3: you
4: not?
1: I would watch it, but I wasn't involved in the in the
3: original. Oh, you filmed it. Were you filming it? Because we've got I think it so. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So yeah, back in 2017, we were rehearsing um at uh, at my house and um there's a really dusty, dirty rug. And I don't know why we thought I was probably mate under on Virgo one. I was probably making them like help <laughs> clean it, because I can't do it on my own because it's really heavy. Um so anyway, we were all like, outside.
1: But we weren't we weren't we annoyed because of because of um
3: the bad yeah just, so we'd been rehearsing that day, and we hadn't been paid by some programmers, and we'd been like sending really angry emails and we' like, why won't they just pay us like it's unfair, we've done all the work like they were just trying to like scammers us basically um and they they happened all to be men um and we when we were like cleaning this rug, we were just really annoyed, So we were just like, beat the rug, beat the rug. And then someone went, beat the patriarchy. And we were like, yeah, beat the rug, beat the patriarchy. And we just like got into this frenzy um, and then they paid us, so it worked. <laughs>
0: it worked it's like a mantra out to the world it kind yeah, of they yeah. heard they felt it and <laughs> and then it made it into <laughs> Little Women so
2: <laughs> I also remember it being like a triptych that day because I swear we were also beating the sofa as well we were like doing the sofa cushions like yeah there. and then you were. it's like it was going to be like a sort of performance art trilogy um and there wasn't there a bit in Little Women that we were going to do like the history of performance art or something
5: yeah yeah we just It was one of those scenes that we never actually ever got up and rehearsed. So we are like, and then there's that bit, which is like a bit of all the performance art. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, like kind of how like often like when there's women cleaning up or like women, you know, doing that like, kind of domestic um, actions, task based stuff like that happened a lot at uni. Like, OK, I'm going to make a mess and then I'm going to clean it up. And then I'm going to make a mess and then I'm going to clean it
5: up. And then I'll put on lipstick. Yeah.
3: And and we realise that's just what our shows are. We make a lot of mess and then we all diligently clean it up. And that's why our next show is just going to be one big clean (laughs) up. That's just what we do. Um, So, yeah, the the Beat the Rug, we were like, oh, the Beat the Rug can just, like, get into this show now. And that's, it's actually perfect for little women. Mm.
0: Earlier on, you talked a little bit about and I think I swear they are so built into the fabric of contemporary arts. It's like I haven't spoke to a company yet who hasn't mentioned forced entertainment (laughs) as a kind of an impression that they made. Um, But can you think of any other companies when you were starting out or just in general that have kind of influenced your work? And that doesn't have to be as in stylistically. It could just be in like you saw that and it made you go, right. We need you know, is there anything you can recall? that might have influenced or helped your work? Factory
2: Boys. (laughs) Factory Boys. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) You know what I thought of the other day, which I had almost completely forgotten about? I saw um, a Hofer Schechter show um, in uni. It must have been about 2011 or maybe 2011 or 12. And it was called The Art of Not Looking Back. And I remember Mm. seeing that show and just being so kind of moved and blown away and realizing that how important dance was to us. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think I took all you guys to see it later, but it, they, they'd done it as a double bill and it actually wasn't as good that time. But when I saw it, it was just like, really, really affected me. And it has this amazing soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually in Little Women, we have a dance move that is inspired by Hofe Schechter, one of Sue's moves. <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't know whether that, yeah, it's obviously gone in somewhere, and I just remembered it the other day, and I think that that show made a big influence on me, yeah,
3: and Michael Clark as well was a big influence on on us Um just yeah. so sort of like yeah, a bit geometric, bit different kind of dancing to
5: usual contemporary dance that we're like, wow, that's amazing, like, and the costumes as well, like sort of when yeah. there's a full aesthetic of something, I feel like we're really like. When there's bright colors and everyone's wearing similar things, were, we're very much like oh, we need to do that. We need to get that. Yeah. Like when we all got on matching trainers, it was like the best day ever. Yeah. And also, I
1: think that we've just sort of like spent the last ten years really luckily in a scene which is just so overflowing with talented, amazing artists. Like, and just seeing what every all our peers are making, you know. Like, and then loads of them that we've worked with are like Ursula. Tim Spooner, mm. um, like just milli- like all the kind of Buzzcut stuff that happens at Buzzcut, they're like everything, everything um, that we're always inspired by the people that we're programmed next to. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. I and think like,
5: to be like Devils, Af- I guess we also once we see something and it was maybe something we were going to do we suddenly go we're not going to do that now we've seen what we like we're not we're inspired by like loud music and sort of like a the word sorry for the word but vibe but there's also certain things that people do that maybe we were thinking of doing and
2: we're just like we're not gonna we're not we can't we can't go there we're not doing it um i think we're also quite inspired by tv and film and um uh like Brian Trickartin I think was something that we watched a lot of his early his he's got a YouTube series called IB area which is absolutely bonkers and so great I'd really recommend the students to watch that sure. um it's it's like you need to take a, a like do it in short doses <laughs>
0: <laughs> this might be a hard question I'm not too sure do you have a, a particular show that you're most proud of and this I suppose this could be an individual thing I know tough question but or does it not work like that for you is, is it you're proud of everything because you fucking did it but what is it is there one or...
5: little women is probably the one for me mainly because we haven't done it enough the other ones I feel like we, I was very very proud of them but then it got to a point where you, I it personally would be like I'm ready to make something new now like I'm ready to leave especially often on stage for me was a really weird one because I'd lost my stepdad when we were making it uh, when we were performing it um so we did like a year and a half two year tour, and it was a really strange thing so I was really proud of it but it was really triggering in, a, in like a way that you couldn't I couldn't explain it was like the smell of the smoke machine or something mm. um so I was like really excited to like leave that one behind whereas Little Women we've only performed it like 10 times so Obviously I'm very proud of all of them, but yeah, I feel like the Little Women is
2: like up there for me. I think I generally like the one that we're doing. Like I'm most proud of the one that we've just done normally. Um, mm-hmm. I also have a real soft spot for dance piece.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the one that we've most done kind of as well because of the thing of like, I feel like each one with each one comes like new ambition and and that thing of kind of the next thing is generally kind of informed by the thing before. Mm. It kind of feels like, and also we have sort of talked about our work in series, so the first three shows that we did with bigger casts was like one series and then we did We Object, Off and On Stage and Dance Peas, which is kind of like the next little triptych and mm. now it's like Little Women, Big Finish and maybe something about mediums after that, who knows, but it feels quite like mm. each one steps onto the next. So
3: yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember getting in the taxi with you, Sarah, after the first Little Women Showing. Um, and I think cause the audience response was much more like positive than usual. Um, yes. Like, you know, like your other shows, it's more like, oh wow, that was oh, that's interesting um kind of response whereas this was a very like openly loud like applause that we got mm-hmm. at the end of that. and we did it all right and we'd been so scared I think putting on something for like that scale just before we'd had to cut a whole band scene but yeah we it all it all happened and then we've got in the cab on the way home and you turned to me and you're like that was really good wasn't it like yeah, that was that was really good like you know we were like really proud that it. it's like
5: yeah yeah I remember that that was a moment yeah, because also usually after each of the shows, all the other shows, often on stage, of show off, it's, it. I, I don't know, maybe it's because we knew there was going to be so many more performances of it, or something, or it was just weird. Like, you, we sort of would all just go out and get drunk or go out and watch another show or whatever. Were this, because we were in such an intense time because we'd done Little Women we were going to make a pantomime, it was like, we just had to, like, accept just be proud of it for that moment and then move on and it was mm. you know that made it made me more proud of it yeah. yeah
4: and then the next time that we did it so we did it then we did four days in london straight to cambridge like i think we had one day to catch up on sleep and then we were in the rehearsal we room making wind in the willows and then oh, the wow. second was, yeah it was really full on women and then, then the next time fun. that we did little women we did it for seven days in manchester we came back to london and 3 days later we were in that first lockdown in march so it was kind of both times it feels like the next step the next thing that happened in life was quite intense mm-hmm. in yeah. Ways. Um, yeah
1: yeah i think that like i think i i really um i was very proud of what little women became and it felt like it took a long time and a lot of process to get to that point but then there was something about doing Wind in the Willows um, and like how quickly we had to make it and also how different it was from what we would usually make that I that was just like such a a, an amazing achievement for us to do Mm -hmm. it in that time and I think that we worked really well with other people and there was elements of it that we've never really experimented with before in terms of like the music and
3: yeah and
1: Mm. so yeah it was interesting doing those two shows together because they were very different in terms of how long they took us to make them
5: yeah um, the sort of weight of them were very different weren't they and food? both
1: of them were like an incredible achievement but there was something about Wind in the Willows* where we sort of proved to ourselves that we could um do something that was like a family friendly mainstream Christmas yeah. show like um which we'd never we'd always kind of thought like oh yeah we could probably do that but we didn't really know
3: but then we did it and we were like yeah we can do it <laughs> and <laughs> and never thought four shows in a row as well so that was
4: yeah Yeah. and the thing of like with winter in the willows it was quite um it was really interesting straight after little women because little women was like our baby that we'd like made out of like you know sort of creative necessity and we like it was really it was our whole everything for two years and we all of that and then winter in the willows was a job like and we just like (laughs) So we said yeah okay and we got paid properly and we you know and actually the experience of like just making something for an audience that you know you're being asked to do it and you churn it out and you work really hard at it and you make it something that you're you can stand behind but actually it was a completely different yeah experience and nice to know that we can do that if someone wants yeah. <laughs> yeah. do you
2: know one thing that it's a really small thing but something that i still think about and i'm really proud that we did and was when we hosted the Total Theatre Awards. Oh, yeah. and I just don't know why, but I think it was maybe one of our <laughs> funniest moments because they asked us to host and um, we decided, because also we'd lost the Total Theatre Awards a few years before. And we would, thought like, this is the ultimate prize really is being asked back and being like the award givers, this like the-, the MCs of the award. And we decided to give out signed posters of ourselves to all the winners.
0: Um, (laughs) I was there I was I was giving away an award I was giving away the um innovation award because I was on the judging panel so I was there and I remember seeing you giving away (laughs) faces and being like these guys are jokes
4: (laughs) and
2: we also just come straight from our show um which, which which um was like just down the road and our show was like just before dinner time and so we also ordered fish and chips to have and we're eating fish and chips whilst the awards were going on anyway the whole thing was just so audacious and I still can't really believe that we did that and it's quite was quite disrespectful um but everyone just got it and really liked it and also because everyone was so knackered because it was like the end of Edinburgh and yeah I just thought that was a really funny little thing that we did once
5: (laughs) that's so
0: hilarious because I was like I remember now visually like the smell walking into that space because we had just been we had just done like we started at 9am and we didn't finish till like three or four like in a room talking about what was going to win the awards etc and I remember like literally in a daze because I was so like obviously when so many people are talking and there's minor arguments and it all gets a bit academic at points etc yeah. and I was sort of walking into it was it Blue Drill Hill um hall sorry I'm yeah. just being like it stinks of fish and chips in it <laughs> I remember, like, what's going on? and then just before someone was like what have you written to like kind of say before you give away the award i was like nothing i'm just gonna say this person's won it <laughs> and they were like oh and then i started getting all a bit self-conscious about it. should i have written some sort of really nice thing before i get like before i say you know the winner is or before i hand over the thing um yeah oh well yeah that was kind of a strange moment for me as well
2: we, we had to introduce all of you guys and we deliberately yeah. like got all of your names wrong <laughs> it was <laughs> like a It was just um,
5: And I really remember the um because we were sat there the whole time and we'd announced the winners, but so many of our friends had been nominated, so we just had to like not show that we we were good for them, but also be like, We are good for you. It was just really intense.
3: <laughs> yeah, I remember it being really awkward like standing next to Bert and Nassie with our poster and being like <laughs> Take
2: it. Take
0: it. <laughs> yeah. those things are always awkward though no matter what yeah. such I think that's why clarity,
2: we decided yeah. to do that we were like let's just yeah. make this as awkward as we possibly can <laughs>
5: yeah, it was a great casting from those guys to use us because we definitely make any situation quite
2: awkward yeah and we <laughs> kept referencing how we'd lost as well <laughs> <people>. <laughs> oh it's <was> great <laughs>
0: Okay, so I've got one final sort of question from my sort of group of questions. And although looking at the student questions, we've actually covered loads of them through what we've talked about thus far. Um, But my final question, it's a really hard one, but I think it's really important throughout this series of kind of like interviews and podcasts I'm doing for students to get a sense of of how they get their work out there. So I'm wondering if you have any advice. You imagine you're a third year student or you might have just gone straight into an MA and finished your MA and you're going out into the world what is a piece of advice that you can offer for students like presenting like getting their work out there like getting people to see it and to yeah to just get it out there Mm. it's really tough question I know but can you you might be able to draw on your experiences and think about how it kind of worked for you
3: we
1: did I know there
0: was a lot of luck
3: work. Mm. work was good for us so we like would perform our dances like isolated at different events um and that that meant that lots of people could see see us and then we'd do a lot of gigs on the cabaret circuit which would then you know we'd get like 100 quid here 100 quid there whatever and then that could sort of fund our theatre work um and it was quite a good way to meet people as well obviously now there is no cabaret circuit
5: oh but. but actually and um, before we kind of got our oh well not before but when scotty first saw us. was Soros was, was on Twitter and on us uploading our video onto YouTube. Yeah, so I guess, social media. Yeah, doing social media and making sure you've got sort of a, a really distinct online presence, which we struggle with and we can never bother updating um, at the moment. But at, the, at that time, it was really good because it gets people to see it that... Well, you just we didn't expect people to see it and then book us for cabaret gigs from that. Mm-hmm. And even the
4: thing of like, it's not only about having the social media presence or online presence but also like making work with what's at your disposal you know so like we did make three minute dance routines and then that you can upload that and then you can share that link so like also maybe for like a time like now maybe like making video art or like making making work in a in a sort of like just screen format um because you can that's yeah
2: and I know that yeah it is difficult now because obviously of the of the, the virus but once it is back to normal and I do believe that it will happen at some point this year just go out to everything like go and see everything and everyone's always there and you just start to like I know it's really stupid but Action Hero have this really great um actually I like, should link that Action Hero have a really good blog about how to live as an artist yeah it's so great and one of them is um make friends otherwise known as networking but it just means make friends like don't network it's just just like meet who you like and then you'll realize you know through who you've made friends with who you'd like to show your where would you like to show your work or who you'd like to make your work with and I'd also say like make work with other people I don't know how people do it on their own I really don't <laughs>
4: one thing that i thought um as our conversation went on back to that thing about like things that we how we make work together Mm. this is a really simple thing but google drive like write a script and all of us be involved in it at the same time which i think which comes back to what you've just said of like work with other people and you can do that not being in a room together because you can all get on a document you know you can all have a folder where you put stuff you can use zoom it's um it seems really difficult but I think that it is possible
5: yeah Um, collaboration is definitely because you sort of even if it's not someone that is going to perform with you or if you want to be a solo artist but by bouncing off other people and sort of other knowing that someone else maybe has a can do that better than you are or has a better vision of that or knows someone who can fix that for you like just sort of not keeping it inside and, sh- and sharing with other people and it does really get things happening I'm not a person that makes things happen and these guys are so w- by working with these guys things happen do you know what I mean so you need to find your the instigators and the doers mm. um I feel like quite a lot of solo artists have people like their producers and have people that will go out and get them to places that they need to yeah. be and we sort of have that in our company we've got a producer we've got like the producer role and we sort of play that
0: um thank you um so i've got a couple of oh, oh, really only a couple of student questions because we've covered most of them uh, i think i know the answer to this one but i'll let you answer it um what is the biggest challenge of being a large collective
2: got enough money
0: yeah that's (laughs) I I did kind of say that when we sort of in an email I was like money in it it's really tough but is there anything
2: it's the great we say it's the greatest it's uh being a group is our greatest strength and our greatest weakness because I think you get more done and you get less done Mm -hmm. um and you get more work because you're a collective I think but you get less money because there's five of you and you normally get the same fee as a solo artist yeah um yeah. i think as well it's like it's it's um sort of five
1: it's like being in a in a five-way relationship <laughs> in terms of like time timing and calendars and stuff like yeah. to align five people's lives over a period of 10 years is is a really big achievement um and a challenge and so that's yeah, you have to kind of keep having talks about about that kind of stuff, and yeah, um, and yeah, it's we all have a big impact on each other's lives in so many ways, in a day-to-day way, but also in a in a life way. Like mm. um we're all into our futures are intertwined. <laughs> um I have to be prepared, prepared for that. Of
4: London, the it feels too far away <laughs> to me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Not- yeah. that's What you're like?
0: Oh. Come yeah. Are you all London-based?
1: Yeah, four of us live, like, in the, in the same kind of... We can get to each other's houses on a bike in, like, 20 minutes, max, like all of us.
5: That's, but, um, true but... love... Sorry. That's so Thanks. true about the time thing, Sue, because it is one of the biggest challenges and it is it's also one of those great things because when we are together, it's almost like everyone around us knows that it's quite it's important. Like, my partner, for sure, Big Fridays is like, he wouldn't. He would never plan anything on that day now, like unless it's like something that has to happen, and like holidays. You, Figs, kind. We all know each other's holidays. We all share a Google Calendar, and everyone's calendar dates are all in there. So I know when Sue's going to the dentist, um, and <laughs> or taking out the recycling. Taking out recycling. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We get like alarms when Sue needs to move her bed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I work with Bootworks Theatre and it's three of us and we have that exact same thing. It's like, oh, Rob's going to the doctors today.
2: You're right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I must ring him later, see how he's doing. You know, yeah. But
2: but then also I think with, you know, it's the fact that we work as a group is why our (laughs) ideas are so rich and um, it can also work both ways. Sometimes, you know, actually you think of an idea and then it goes through five people and then you're like, that's not really the idea that I thought anymore but it's like so much richer and it's like you lose things but you gain more does that make sense?
5: I actually have a thing that reminded me I read this the other day oh no it was John my partner told me said it as a quote and I was like that is so figs and wigs which is um a camel is a committee a committee's made horse so when a committee tries to make a horse they make a camel because they're like no we don't want just a horse we want some humps so then they put some (laughs) humps on it and by the end you've got this weird animal that no one knows how it's been made and it was supposed (laughs) to
2: be a horse I thought
5: it was very figs and wigs
2: and I think it's true that like people will ask us oh where did you like how did you think up that idea and then we if I'm on my own I won't be able to work it out but if we're together I'm like oh yeah we thought of that and then you said this and then we thought okay let's do it like that way and sometimes we still can't remember exactly how we thought of something but I think that's great yeah
0: and I'm going to move on to I'm going to skip now because we're nearly out of of time that I go for one final question or just a suggestion really um because all our students are locked down um I'm always looking for stuff that they can either watch or read or engage with so do you and don't it doesn't have to be highbrow in any way do you know what I mean? if, it, if you're watching friends Ooh. that's fine yeah, like, <laughs> is there anything you're watching or that you've read or anything that you think our oh, students should definitely check out that obviously it can be highbrow it can be anything you want to suggest but
5: not a watch list for uh what we watched for making little women which is um just some things on youtube which i would highly recommend
2: especially <laughs> the citizens arrest um, um oh my god they should watch the tony robbins documentary oh yeah oh my god loads of um,
3: them self-help gurus um um so like peter sage is one that we've mentioned in the little women watch list but yeah tony robbins um heavily indirectly inspired us um for often on stage and for little women yeah his like perform performative like actions really funny Mm -hmm. um
1: and also, like, even though there's so much performance work to be watched online, it's it's fine to not to not really like that experience. And like, this is a good time to like just soak in other art forms. And well, that's how I feel. I mean, I yeah, I think it's just so tricky to do like, theater, well, whatever you like it or you don't. But um, and that like yeah like film uh, music like now maybe now's the time to just soak all that in yeah. and not film succession know, which is
2: succession. probably would recommend <laughs> well, i yeah. absolutely love succession
0: it's so good, it's oh, so, good. good. so
2: funny what did you
4: um, say i hate susie which is oh, also written by lucy Pebble. yeah and um, mm-hmm. i really
2: enjoyed that the We've all we'll just watched It's a Sin as well, but I'm sure the yeah. students have all seen that as well. And Euphoria, but they've probably all seen that as well. Do you know yeah. what
0: Euphoria... I don't. I spoke to some students and they haven't, so I need to keep pushing Euphoria because I'm like, it's the, one of the best TV shows that's been made, like the soundtrack, the editing, the way it moves. Oh my Lord, it's well, insane. Uh,
2: I think Euphoria and Succession are the best TV shows I've seen maybe in a long time. I've just Buffy. read
5: about Euphoria that it's...
2: um a lot of young people aren't really enjoying
5: it. I think it's people our age that are enjoying these things. Oh, really? I mean, it's written really? really by
2: somebody our age, so that's probably why. I think it's like, do you know, um, it's a bit,
5: there's something else that was made for like vloggers. And um, oh, it's the, yeah, it's something else. But it's like they've realized, actually, it's for the people who've grown up and missed the thing that's below them. So mm-hmm. they're like, right.
1: A couple um, of us have got been into quite into disaster films as well at the moment. Yes. And Paul, I watched 2012 and San Andreas recently and yeah. that was really good.
5: Oh and The Meg is very good film. Oh my god. I god love Meg. Meg. And you watch it's Contagion.
1: So oh I watch <laughs> Contagion as oh, yeah, yeah I had to wait until a couple months into the pandemic to watch that. And then also um, I was saying to those my housemate told me about there's this series on Netflix which, is, which I've seen a couple of ex- episodes of called Abstract, The Art of Design. Oh, yeah. And it goes into all these different... Like designers from loads of different art forms, and like kind of it's an hour about their practice, and it's really, really interesting. There's one on Oliver Ellis, um, Ellison, um, which is like all about lighting design and stuff.
0: And so yeah. that's that show's pretty addictive, it's so well put together that you can just you blink and you're like, Oh, I've done three.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and we're all quite into drag race at the minute as well, because we know a few of the people on it, so that's Me been do, yeah. very entertaining. Yeah, it's very
0: gutted about the first episode though. I couldn't you know. believe that decision. I won't, no, no, no. I won't spoil it for anyone oh, who yeah.
2: hasn't. Yeah, They did that deliberately, I think. I think, well, I think they yeah. probably knew what they were doing. The producer.
3: Right.
2: Uh, exactly. Oh, and also Ooh.
3: Tim Spooner, and Rhiannon and Armstrong are doing, um, um, making a microscopic painting that, uh, which should be good to watch which is being programmed via The Space um, on I think the 23rd of February and we love Tim and Rhiannon but we work with Tim on Wind in the Willows and we also love Tim's painting so this is them making a tiny painting through a microscope on Zoom
0: (laughs) Amazing, no that sounds brilliant I reckon our students would love that yeah, good recommendation I didn't know that was happening Oh great
5: either, I want to buy that painting (laughs) Yeah
0: (laughs) Cool. Well, it has been absolutely wonderful talking to you all. Thanks to you so much for sharing your work, for taking the time to chat with me and give your advice to the students. That's really wonderful. Um, So yeah, thanks very much. Thank
5: Thank you. you. Bye everybody. Bye.
0: So that was Figs in Wigs. I do hope you enjoyed this conversation. I want to say a big thank you to Rachel Gammon, Susanna Hurst, Sarah Moore, Rachel Porter and Alice Roots for taking the time out of their day to chat with me. I really do appreciate it. So thank you. Um, We did chat for a further 50 to 60 minutes after this kind of conversation and uh, I do think there was a lot of a lot of ideas and things that we talked about that would be quite valuable uh, to our students or anyone interested in the theatre industry, so I may get round to releasing that um, at a later date at some point. Uh, but for now, I'm going to do one final plug of their playtext, uh, Little Women, which you can find at salamandastreet.com. I've read it all the way through, and it is really a joy to read. They have in the footnotes of each page kind of what their thinking process was whilst they were creating that moment. I think it's really valuable, especially to students who um, studying the arts in any way so yeah be sure to check that out salamanderstreet.com and that's it thank you for listening if you have done up to this point uh, stay safe and I will see you on the next one which will be my chat with the theatre trio theatre comedy trio The Sleeping Trees